Hello everyone. Welcome to Rejoice podcast. Where I discuss about industry trends and give you consumer insights that you've never heard before. Hi, welcome back. Continuing with the podcast on the key elements of a business model. In the last two podcast, I've already covered about four of them. The last key element of a business model is what we call as the key processes. Key processes include everything that an organization does to achieve its key value proposition. So which can include a very diverse set of things, sets, subsets and subsets of the various things that we do to ensure that we are able to meet the customer value proposition. Like we decide which is the consumer segment that we want to target. Now, if I have to target a particular segment of customers, I need to reach out to these customers. I need to find out ways for building a relationship with those consumers. Now, if I have to build a relationship with those consumers, I have to build what I call the communication means or the communication channels to reach out to these customers. Now, if I have to service this set of consumers that I've decided to address, I will need to build out distribution, you know, distribution means to reach to these customers. To reach to this distribution, to build in this distribution, I will have to identify channel partners and develop them and build relationship with them. And what it will lead is when I put, when I address a particular segment of consumers, it leads to a particular revenue stream that starts coming into me. And as I move along, as the business grows along, it also leads to a particular pattern of business. Depending on the kind of consumer segment that I'm addressing, the business will follow different, different patterns. Let me explain this whole thing through a few examples, real life examples. Let us take a simple innovation like which we are all used to today, but when it was first introduced probably 20, 25 years back, the small shampoo sachet, which was introduced by a company called Cavin Care in rural Tamil Nadu. So till that time, you had shampoos which were being sold in big bottles. Those shampoo bottles are still there today. But when it was sold at 100 rupees or 125 rupees, it only addressed a particular segment of consumers. But when the same shampoo was put into a small sachet, which could probably be used only for one shower, but was sold at one rupee per sachet, it suddenly opened up the market to a huge different set of consumers. Set of consumers who would never have thought or never would have even dreamt of going and buying those uh, shampoo bottles. Now to meet these newly identified consumer segments, you would have to create a new distribution platform because these had to be available everywhere. It would have to be available in the smallest of shops. It would be available in every village. You have to create a totally different channel partners set up for this. You'll have to bring in a distribution model which would meet that. And similarly, the revenue that would come out of it would be very different from what would happen to the earlier shampoo bottle. And similarly, like I said, the last, the business pattern also would be different because these were things which people were consuming every day. They would spend one rupee at the end of the day and buy a sachet and go. Unlike in a bottle where, you know, somebody buys it and use it for a month or 45 days. Coming to the next example, which is again very unique in India. If you take our mobile recharge segment, 95% plus of our 
mobile recharge is done through prepaid model before the prepaid got introduced probably 20 years back in the country and became very predominant if you look at the other countries where mobiles was more penetrated before india they are all even today more on a postpaid kind of model where you have handsets which are given by the service providers which are bundled by the service providers and given for a long duration of time depending on the plan that you buy you know very different kind of model but when this prepaid kind of model got introduced and when it you know suddenly picked up and the why did the what is the reason it picked up i remember in the initial stages there were even recharge options for 10 rupees so somebody could just pay 10 rupees and recharge his uh, mobile today i think they you know because of the um uh, the, because of the thought process to keep it at a particular benchmark the minimum recharge should is 99 rupees but even 99 rupees which lasts for 30 days is just 3 rupees a day so something very unique which came about <clears throat> and like i said in the earlier case this also led to a very different kind of partners which had to come in you had to have bring in uh, scratch cards initially to scratch cards which would be scratched and you would get a particular pin which you insert into the mobile to recharge that value then you had a particularly very different kind of segment which came about where this whole thing got digitized and it with the recharge amount would be transferred to the retailer's mobile handset and today you have companies which have become only recharge service providers because lot of other um, systems like maybe dth lot of people have adapted this model and you have organizations today which only provide online recharge big companies which just provide recharge facility for whatever recharge you have to do they have a solution for that the third example what i wanted to talk about was when xerox actually came into india in india uh, you never had a, you know a facility unless it was a big office very few offices really purchased a xerox machine because it was very costly and most of the companies didn't have so much of a copying requirement at that point of time so how did that industry develop we had small um, you know vendors who would buy a xerox machine and then he would service a set of offices but even the vendor found it very difficult to actually buy a machine so xerox came out with a very different kind of model for india where you didn't have to buy a machine the machine would continue to be that of xerox which would be kind of loaned to him at a particular price which he had to keep paying every month and he will also keep paying an x amount of rupees based on the number of copies he would take so if you would charge 1 rupee for a copy to a consumer out of that 30 paisa would go to xerox and xerox would you know provide him with the consumables and things like that so very unique kind of model so when a model like that came suddenly you had to find out ways to ensure the readings were taken you had to find out ways where invoicing could be done based on that a very different kind of processes with setting so we have covered the entire stretch of uh, key elements that make out a business model this entire article is available on my linkedin page and on my website rajofrancis.com i will be continuing on the business model when do you decide whether you have to change your business model and so on in my continuing podcast till then take care and god bless thank you